Welcome back to the podcast. Before we dive into today's juicy episode all about ending nighttime eating, I wanted to share that we have officially started the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. This is uh, the first week, which I'm really excited about. Um, For whatever reason, if you were interested and maybe this just wasn't the best timing for you, um, the wait list is available for you to join. So the next time we're going to be launching and opening doors is going to be in September. So if you want to get on the wait list and be the the first to have access to a spot, um, then you can definitely get on the wait list and you can go to Sustainable Health Project dot com and all the information is there. You can just drop your email for the waitlist and then you'll be notified. You'll be the first to be notified when doors open again in September. So let's go ahead and dive in to this episode. Like I said, this is all going to be about nighttime eating and I'm going to share six tips with you to help you to end your nighttime eating. So This is probably one of the biggest struggles that I see most women deal with who come to me and who I speak to on a daily basis. And truthfully, nighttime eating was something that I particularly struggled with for many, many years. And even when I started to have a better relationship with food and not have so much guilt and begin the process of eliminating food rolls, nighttime eating was still one of those things that felt almost impossible to fix. And I want to say that I know how frustrating it can be, especially when you seem to do really well during the day. And then at the end of the night, you seem to be fighting against your cravings and they seem to just win every single time, right? So let's first talk about how our brains work to give you a better understanding of why you may feel out of control at night. So our brains are very intelligent, of course, and at the start of the day, we have the most power, so to speak, the highest ability to make decisions because it's a brand new day and we haven't used much of our brain first thing in the morning. Now, as you wake up, and you start making decisions, you know, whether you should press snooze, deciding what you should wear, deciding whether you should put makeup on or not, deciding how you want your hair to look or what to eat for breakfast. 
these are all decisions that although maybe very small and done somewhat on autopilot, it really does fatigue the brain with every single decision that we make. And as the day goes on and as you continue making decisions, and let me tell you, there's a lot of decisions that you make every single day um, that you might not actually be consciously aware of, right? Deciding which tab you should open, deciding if you should respond to an email, deciding, you know, what you should respond in a text message. So many decisions. And with every decision, the brain starts to fatigue and the decision-making power isn't so strong at the end of the day. So I'm sure you see how this impacts your eating, right? Because maybe at the start of your day, you're able to make those wise, informed decisions with pure consciousness. And as the day goes on, as the night comes, it feels like there's almost no room for any smart decision making. It can oftentimes feel like the decisions are made for us. We don't have much choice when we are fatigued at the end of the day. And it really is true. So I want to share my, my, my six tips. I wouldn't say my top tips, but these are pretty good tips that have tremendously helped myself and the clients that I work with to end nighttime eating. So Number one, you need to be eating enough throughout the day, period. I know this might sound really simple, but I can't stress this enough. I know life gets busy and sometimes you're trying to just even squeeze out like two minutes of your day to maybe even run to the bathroom if you're on meetings back to back or you're running around doing errands, but you need to prioritize eating enough throughout the day. I don't know how good of an analogy this is, but let's just go with it. So think of um, a gas tank. If you are running low on gas, which oftentimes happens to me, I don't know why I don't like getting gas. It's like the easiest thing. It does not take a lot of time, (laughs) but it's just something where I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll I'll do it next week. Um, But anyways, you're low on gas, the light pops up that says SOS, you need gas ASAP. And you kind of just dismiss the signal. You're you're pulling a Lorna, right? You're pulling you're pulling a Lorna. And perhaps you can be driving home and then all of a sudden your tank is empty and you've gotten yourself in this rut. Now, of course, it's obviously a really wild example and it typically doesn't happen for most people, but you get the point. If you're running on empty, so to speak, and you're not eating enough throughout the day, your tank is going to end up on empty and you're going to become ravenous. You're going to become ravenous and you're going to want to eat everything in sight. This is just a normal and natural response to deprivation from the day. Now, if you're somebody who might not have an appetite because you're just so busy, think about what's most easiest for you. Maybe that's a smoothie that you can take on the go, or maybe that looks like packing up some nuts in a, in, in a bag with you or some, some hard-boiled eggs. Things that are just easy to eat, whether you are on the go or even at your desk if you're working, 
but definitely prioritizing eating enough throughout the day is going to be super helpful. Tip number two is to make sure that all meals are satisfying. So again, if you're somebody who loves eating healthy, I definitely applaud you. I am the exact same way and want to say how amazing it is, right? You feel really, really good when you eat healthy, but I don't want you to confuse healthy with being boring. I know for me, my definition of healthy in the past, many years ago was, you know, plain chicken and vegetables and no sauces or anything like that. And not going to lie, like I did like those foods. Like I did like plain chicken. I had nothing wrong with that. I loved my vegetables, right? But I found myself always craving something sweet after. I felt like I needed something more, right? Like the meal was good, but I felt like something was missing. And maybe a lot of you guys can relate to this, right? You eat a meal, you enjoy it, whether it's a big salad and you're like, oh, like fresh veggies sounds so good and you enjoy the meal, but you're still longing for something afterwards. And if you don't feel satisfied after your meal, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have those cravings and Most often during the day, a lot of us have this belief of I can't eat chocolate at 12 o'clock or I shouldn't be having these cravings and you dismiss them and try to just power throughout the day without giving in. And a lot of times you can push through that because again, the brain still has some power in it. But at the end of the day, when you're tired, the screw it mentality most often kicks in And it's easy to throw your hands up and just say, I'm just going to have one small piece of chocolate. You know, I just need something sweet right now. But we all know it's not just the small piece of chocolate that you have. It's finding other foods that you're craving that you simply didn't allow yourself to have during the day. And it's almost like a free for all. A time to go balls to the wall and then tomorrow you'll do better right? So you can really prevent this from happening if you prioritize, you make satisfaction a priority. And I'm talking about all meals. I'm not just talking about waking up and making your favorite breakfast and then at lunch, you know, having something that you're really not enjoying. You have to make sure that Every single meal is pleasurable. Every single meal is enjoyable. And I promise you that's going to be supportive in you no longer feeling the desire to either keep overeating or experiencing those cravings, dismissing them, and then having the cravings pop back up in the evening. Tip number three is to create a night time routine. Now, don't get this mistaken as creating a distraction in the evening because you can't eat at night. I want to be very clear that you absolutely 100% can eat at night. But if this is something that you know is self-sabotaging, you're going to know, right? You're going to know if you're eating and you're not actually hungry, you know that you're on autopilot and you're eating out of pure emotion and stress and exhaustion from the day, 
if that is you, you want to break it up and shift the focus from food to a nighttime routine. Now, often where people go wrong with this is they set these crazy, wild, freakishly, freakishly, freakish, okay, I don't know what I'm trying to say. These crazy expectations for themselves that are just simply boring and unrealistic, right? If you were to say to yourself, okay, every single night I'm going to take a hot bath. You might really like hot baths, but that might not be realistic, right? I mean, to each their own. I know for myself, I love, I like baths, but I wouldn't do it every single night, right? That seems more like a force, like a rule to me. Maybe you tell yourself that you're going to go for a walk every single night and then you're going to make a tea and then you're going to journal and then you're going to read. That might be a good routine for you, but it also might feel really freaking rigid, right? And the likelihood of you being successful with that every single night and looking forward to it every single night and being consistent with it every single night might be very low. So you need to create a routine that feels good for you. I tell my clients this all the time, you know your body best. And maybe your body thrives off of structure And maybe not. Maybe you prefer to be in flow and just have a few options and just see in the moment what feels good for you. So choosing something in the evenings that is realistic and it doesn't have to be the same thing every single night. Again, that can be boring, um, but choosing something that is fun or enjoyable for you or something that really just calms you down. Tip number four is to eliminate all rules that you can't eat past a certain time. I can't tell you how many ladies come to me struggling with nighttime eating. And when I ask them what they're doing, they oftentimes will say I'm doing either intermittent fasting or I just don't allow myself to eat past a certain time. And isn't it ironic how the people struggling with nighttime eating all have rules that they can't eat at night? (laughs) And I can say this because this was me, okay? This was me. And I think it's important to remember that your body does not like rules. As much as you think that you like structure, the evidence is pretty apparent that rules are in fact not helpful, They might feel safe, right? A lot of people create rules around areas where they don't trust themselves. So when there is a lack of trust around food, that's when rules are often created, right? I don't trust myself late at night, so I'm going to create a rule that I can't eat past 7 p.m. And what I found in my own experience with my own journey was every single time that I had rules, I would binge at night or at least overeat in the evenings or even just emotionally eat, right? I knew I wasn't hungry, but I would still eat. And what I let go of those rules, I simply just no longer had the desire to do that in the evenings. And it doesn't mean that this happened the next day, 
right? Of course, this is a process that can unfold beautifully when you have the steps and the support to do so. But when you don't have those food rules, the desire to just binge and overeat is not going to be a thing, you know? And of course, this habit, a lot of the times it's also a habit too, right? You are just so used to every single night eating something. And that's why it's important to um, practice what I preach about, you know, rewiring the brain. This is why I teach this to my clients in the Ditch Decade Diets Academy, my root and rewire process, teaching my clients how to actually rewire their brain because this habit has been ingrained in the brain, especially if you've been doing this for many, many years, right? Um, but I want to be clear that this doesn't mean that I don't eat at night right? I absolutely do sometimes. This is just listening to my body. I think, you know, so many people say, Lorna, I get hungry at 9 p.m., but I tell myself that I can't eat because I shouldn't eat and all these things. And I know that some people don't feel well when they eat late at night, right? I think that's a given, right? There might be some digestive issues or whatever, but if there is fear, there. I would really challenge the intention, right? So if you find yourself in the evening hungry and you're not allowing yourself to eat, I would really, really take a minute and just question the intention. Like, why? Is there a fear of weight gain? Do you feel like if you eat late at night, you're going to gain a bunch of weight? Is it that maybe you experience a lot of bloat and discomfort going to bed eating late at night? And that's that's totally fine too. Maybe you have something lighter. This doesn't mean that you're going to have, you know, an entire cake to yourself in the evening or you're going to have a full on meal, right? But it's it's releasing the fear. And I think that's really, really important Um, And for myself, right, there are some nights where Andrew and I are, you know, hanging out. Um, The other night we went for a walk. I think it was like nine or something. I don't know. It's so beautiful in in the summer. Um, And we got back and I think it was like 945 or something like that, 930. And I was like, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat something. And it's it's not a big deal. It's not a binge. It's not emotionally eating. It's I feel like it. You know, I, I'm hungry. And even if I'm not hungry, it's it's not this intense, out of control, eating super fast, on autopilot. It's just eating, you know? And I think that's one of the best parts about intuitive eating and having self-trust is you can trust yourself to eat without spiraling out of control. And you can trust yourself to eat an amount that feels good for you. That's not going to make you feel sick right before you go to bed. That's going to satisfy you so that you can go to bed feeling satisfied. All right, let's move on to tip number five. So this tip that I have is to create a game plan, so to speak, or an idea of what you want to have in the evenings or at least have a few options of what you want to eat in the evening. So 
let's be honest, right? Like there's so much already that goes on into your relationship with food, how much to eat, what to eat, when you should be eating. And there's all these decisions that the last thing you want is to be ravenous at the end of the day. Remember when your brain power, your decision-making power is at an all-time low and allow yourself to just spiral into this all or nothing mentality of I can eat whatever I want. And when you're at a place of food freedom, of course you can eat whatever you want, right? But when you're struggling with the nighttime eating, it could be helpful to think of a few options that are satisfying for you and work well with your body, right? Again, maybe there are some foods that are satisfying for you, but just don't work well with your body, especially before bed. I talk a lot about my favorite potatoes, Japanese sweet potatoes. I absolutely love them with butter. I use the grass-fed butter and many nights I would eat this in the evening right before bed. I'm talking like 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m. And I used to feel really crappy afterwards because I would be really full. And I mean, potatoes can be filling, but at that time I was struggling with portions and I would eat way too much um, before I went to bed and I would kind of feel sick to be honest. So it's it's really important to just brainstorm some ideas that are going to be satisfying for you and again make you make you feel good, right? They're not gonna make you feel crazy bloated. It's not gonna be super filling before you go to bed. Um, one of my favorite snacks is rice cakes with almond butter and banana or some blueberries and this has always been a favorite of mine. I am I'm a banana and nut butter fan and I probably will until the day I die because it's just so freaking good. Um, and some people look at rice cakes and be like, oh, you know, that's super low, low calorie and that's why, you know, you should eat it and all that stuff. And honestly, I don't freaking care about that. I just really enjoy it. Um, so that's one. Um, sometimes it's a yogurt bowl with some nuts and fruit. Sometimes it's a full-blown meal at 9 p.m., right? Sometimes I'm cooking some eggs and bacon at 9 o'clock p.m. Like, it just depends on my schedule, and it depends on, again, how hungry I am and what I'm feeling like. There's just no freaking rules, and that's the best part. You listen to your body so much more when there is no rigidity in what you need to do. You can just ask yourself, what's going to satisfy me and what sounds good? Now, the last tip, tip number six, is to start eating the foods that you normally binge on in the evenings during the day. So I talked about this briefly um, not too long ago about doing, quote unquote, well during the day and eating clean during the day. And oftentimes we think we can't eat certain foods during the day. But then those are the exact foods that we binge on them at night. So try to have those foods earlier on in the day. So for me, I would always binge on these uh, (laughs) chocolate almond butter bars and these uh, coconut chocolate chip cookies that I would make. And strangely enough, it would always be like pistachios and cashews. Those were always like such a 
binge food for me. I think it was just because it was just so easy to scarf down the entire packet. Um, But I started to bring to lunch with me when I was working at the gym that I used to own. Um, I'd bring all these things. I'd bring the chocolate almond butter bars, the coconut chocolate chip cookies and the nuts. And I would try to have them during the day. And at first I'm like, this is freaking so scary allowing myself to eat this during the day because I would be considered those would be considered like my binge foods. And you might have that initial reaction because maybe for so long you weren't allowed those foods, especially during the day. But what happened for me was some days I would eat everything that I packed and I would get really full and be like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. That was really early on in my food freedom intuitive eating journey. But eventually afterwards, I didn't want them, right? Like I would have them packed in my lunch bag and simply just not have the desire to eat them. Or sometimes I would just forget that they were there and just enjoy all of my other food that I brought. And when I would get home at night, sometimes I would eat the, the chocolate bars and, and the um, the cookies or, you know, have some pistachios and nuts in the evening if I didn't have it during the day. But it wasn't, again, like this out-of-body experience. It was just control and ease because I allowed myself to have it. I allowed myself during the day. So again, this might totally be new for you, but it's something to test out. I actually had a a client in the Ditch Decade Diets Academy who struggled with um, dinner. So eating really large portions at night for dinner. And I told her to start enjoying those foods at lunch and just have it earlier on. And it's truly been such a game changer for her because she no longer has that pull to overeat in the evenings because her lunches are so much more satisfying. So definitely give that a shot and see how that goes for you. So to sum up all of the six tips that I shared with you quickly, number one, make sure that you're eating enough throughout the day. Number two, ensure that all meals are satisfying. Number three, create an evening routine. Number four, eliminate your food rules, especially the ones where you tell yourself you can't eat past a certain time. Uh, Number five, have a game plan or an idea of what you want to eat in the evening. So just having a few options that are satisfying for you and make you feel well. And then number six is to start eating the foods that you normally binge on in the evenings during the day. So that is all for this episode on nighttime eating. I would absolutely love to hear your biggest takeaways from this episode. So go ahead right now and just take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at Lorna Costa underscore and let me know what was most helpful for you or even let me know what tip you are planning on trying out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next episode.